I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. We got something special for you today. Scott Hodgen, who runs our Sky Circles and Song Circle program, is going to be interviewing two of our members who just had a number one on the Texas country charts that they wrote at a Songtown retreat. So I think you're going to enjoy kind of seeing how the song went on its journey from being written to getting recorded and then becoming a number one song. Scott does a great job with the Sky Circles and Song Circles, and those are groups that meet virtually. Uh, we try to group them by time zone, but writers get together monthly with Scott, and they play their songs, they give each other feedback, and a lot of people connect to co-write through them, but they also get a lot of great feedback on their songs. So if you're interested in that, after the podcast, you can uh, you can email Scott Hodgen. Uh, his email is just scott at songtown.com, or you can email me, marty at songtown.com, and we can give you more information on that. And those are free to all Songtown members. I'm going to start you off with the original work tape of that song called I Will, and you'll get to hear what they did in the room the day they wrote it for their work tape. And then Scott's going to dive into the interview, and after that, I'm going to play you the demo that Randy and Jan made of the song, along with Matt, and the actual cut with Darren Morris. One, two, three, and... Baby, why you all alone, sitting on a lonely drain, staring at your telephone, waiting on his call? Looks like the keys are left to fire up that pretty smile. I could go and tip the band to play your song. I don't pretend to know him in the end. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is if he don't want to bring the flowers and if he won't lay around for hours on a Sunday when you want to just chill, baby, I will, baby, I will. And if he can't hurry up and take you out to slow dance I hope you know I wanna And girl, if he ain't gonna love you with a love that's real Baby, I will We could slip into a corner booth Get out of this rat crowd I wanna hear your pretty voice When you tell me all about your hometown And your mama, your friends and all their drama You got my attention to hell with him Cause if he don't wanna bring you flowers And if he won't lay around for hours On a Sunday when you wanna just chill Baby, I will, baby, I will and if he can't hurry up and take you out to slow dance I hope you know I wanna Girl, if he ain't gonna love you with a love that's real Yeah, baby, I will He don't make you go ooh, ooh, ooh Like he used to he don't make you go ooh, 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 like he used to. Ooh, ooh. So if he don't wanna bring you flowers, and if he won't play around for hours on a Sunday when you wanna just chill, baby I will, baby I will. Oh, and if he can't hurry up and 
Hello, Randy and Jan. First, welcome and congratulations on your success of your number one hit, I Will, as performed by the Darren Morris Band. And thank you. Thank you guys for your willingness to be a part of the Songtown interview. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for suggesting it, Scott, and thanks for doing it. We're happy to. I'm happy to, for sure. Awesome that we're here. Thank you. Well, you know, our focus is on on the interview is uh, on what I like to call the journey of a song. And uh, in particular, I will, that's the song. And, and our hopes is that uh, Songtown listeners, Songtown writers in general, uh, they'll get in kind of an insider look at what it takes to make a number one hit song, you know, from its inception to it going to the top of the chart. So we've mentioned that the Darren Morris band, uh, uh, had a hit with I Will on the on the Texas music charts, and it stayed at number one for three weeks in March of 2021, three consecutive weeks. So first of all, um, give us kind of your initial reaction to having one of your songs go number one. I mean, what does that feel like, Randy? Well, I mean, you know, my initial reaction was having my song go to radio. You know, that was in itself. Right. Right. Uh, that's the first one to go to radio, not the first cut, but it's the first one to radio. And I think also, Jen, it was in the, it was number one for three weeks. I think it was in the top 10 for probably six or seven weeks, if I remember right. Uh, it's a thrill. Now, it's a little bit surreal to me, right? You don't really, you don't realize how good it is right then. It, you know it's good. It feels good. I don't think you know how good that is. Jan, what about you? You know, Randy, you, you said the word that I was going to say. It was really surreal. Uh, you know, I it was a feeling like I'd never felt before. And I wasn't in Texas, so I didn't actually hear it on the radio. But I'm sure you did, Randy. I didn't, well, I actually did either. I never heard it on the radio. Oh, yeah. My, one of my cousins recorded it. She was out working on her farm and she heard it come on and she recorded it and sent me a clip and put it on Facebook. That's the only way I heard it on radio. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, pretty, it was pretty amazing. Great process. The whole process of it was cool. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us, Jan, kind of uh, the, uh, the process, how the song came about, you know, where was it pinned? Um, uh, tell us who was in the room, what was happening during the, the process of the writing of I Will. Well, we were at um, a, a Songtown retreat, and I believe this one, Randy, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was held at the parlor on Music Row. Right. Is that right? I think it was. That's right. Uh -huh. That particular one. And um, we were paired writing with um, Matt Rogers, who was one of the pros. And um, I had written with him once before and just such a talented guy. So um, that's, that's how uh, we ended up in the room with him. And as co-writers all know that you, you know, you bring hooks into the room and you collectively decide which way you're going to go, what you're going to write. And uh, in this case, it was an idea that Randy had been working on. 
and um, he brought in, um, I want to say you brought in a bunch of lyrics too, didn't you, Randy? And yeah, I brought in, I brought in the title and it, I had a chorus and I think I had a couple of verses actually written out. And how, and how close was that to where we ended up? Did, did he, did Matt pull some of those lyrics? Yeah. So the chorus actually, I still actually have the chorus in my original <laughs> verse and, and lyric in my notes on my phone. I mean, the original chorus was, if he won't bring you flowers, I will. If he won't talk for hours, I will. When you get tired of being all alone and you know that you just need someone who'll make your heart beat again, baby, I will. That was the, that was the chorus. And I think to me, of course, Matt, you know, Matt said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And then Matt came up with the melody over okay. that chorus. Mm -hmm. And I think Jan would agree that was the magic sauce to me when yeah. when he created that melody i knew it was a good idea i knew it was a pretty good chorus but when he put that melody over <laughs> it was just like yeah, yeah yeah this is good yeah nice yeah. was uh when you walked into the co-write did you have somebody in mind uh you know were you targeting anybody in mind with that song um, or were, were you were you saying okay we need to we want to write a radio ready song you know yeah I mean you know you're targeting you know Blake Shelton I mean you're you're targeting hopefully the top Nashville artists is what you're targeting when you're writing with the pro writers mm -hmm. uh, to me though and, and I, I think I've learned this I think that was actually my first Songtown retreat maybe it's my second but is bring good ideas, you know, good ideas will turn into really good songs. And, and uh, I spent a little bit of time, you know, cultivating some ideas. I actually wrote two pretty good songs at that retreat. Uh, mm -hmm. Another one the next day, that's also, you know, a, it's a radio potential song. Wow. So you knew, you knew in the right, uh, there was kind of that secret ingredient with the melody. Um, was there anything else as you were writing, anything uh, unique, clever lyric or uh, an emotion, anything that you were like, okay, we've got to hang on to this, no matter what, this has to stay. Anything like that, that, that you can remember in that right that uh, everybody uh, was on board with, you know? Well, I, I, I remember um, when we got to the bridge, um, <laughs> I think that that bridge was more or less my idea. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't make me go, ooh, 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 like you used to, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and uh, that, and he, and Matt just, boy, he just oh, brought Matt that, over that. Yeah. He just brought yeah. that to life. And actually, yeah. I really like the way that Matt did it better than Darren, even though I love Darren's version, um, mm. because Darren kind of smoothed it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Darren asked me, you know, he said, why hasn't Matt released this song? Yeah. Oh, Matt's got, he's he's an artist in his own right. Yeah, I think he is releasing some songs now, actually. Is he? Oh, he should release this one. Matt Rogers, just for clarification, Matt Rogers, the uh, the third writer on the song. Um, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about the feedback, the process of feedback. Um, 
uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, we don't necessarily know what point the song is finished. And as songwriters, we're kind of constantly questioning ourselves, okay, is this done? Or um, did you, uh, did you know that this song was done or did you leave and then get feedback uh, on the song, kind of a process of feedback, anything uh, like that happen? I, I'll speak for myself. I thought the song was killer. When and you left. I, I, when we left. Yeah, and I think we, we wrote this one over at um, who stood, the other studio that we had the session. Parlor. The parlor, I think. No, the parlor is where we met, but we actually went to that um, Larry Beard. We we wrote oh, we, this at Larry Beard's. Yeah. Oh, we did. Okay. We did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we got the normal feedback. I think we we. Gosh, Scott, I sang this thing. I mean, I played it for you guys, right? It, we were at a Dallas song circle That's at right. Lisa Simmons' house, mm -hmm. and I played you Matt's work tape. Mm -hmm. And you guys all said, oh, my gosh, that's a hit song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's uh, the first feedback I got. But then so, I played it at uh, that thing we did in Arlington, mm -hmm. uh, that songwriter's thing. I played it at um, I played it at a couple in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, at the Songtown birthday party thing, I played it there. It got it got an applause. It got a round of ovation in the middle of the song. Nice. And yeah, just just to, to clarify, what you're what you're talking about is uh, the the Songtown has song circles where writers meet, and you were part of uh, one of the initial uh, members of the Dallas Song Circle. And Jan, you uh, led in in the uh, Minneapolis Song Circle, uh, and you've kind of uh, honed the craft along the way through 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 the songwriting um, circles, and then of course all of your your co-writes and just uh, the years of, of writing. Um, so that's what you were talking about with the the song circle, and I do remember that. I remember you bringing it in. Oh yeah, playing for it. Song circles it are great feedback. I mean, mm -hmm. that is that is that is gold, honestly. And I remember sitting there thinking, <clears throat> got nothing to add. That's a hit. That's a great song. Uh, so I guess that answers the question. You know, uh, how was the the uh, the song circles? What kind of impact did they give you in feedback? And I think they just as far as the Dallas and, and uh, maybe some others, Jan, that you uh, were part of, uh, it was very positive. You knew. It just confirmed what I already mm -hmm. thought, yeah. Yeah. I, I would also add to that, though. I played it for several different, you know, one-on-one -on -one, um, pro um, critiques that I had in a couple of different instances. Um, one um, was with one of... Um, song towns i think it was uh, randall foster and i mean there were a few other few other ones that i had in there that were one-on-ones and you know every once in a while you'd hear well i think you should do this or this in the chorus or you know something that was sort of i wouldn't say critical but suggestions uh -huh. and i just in my gut in my heart i just felt like they were just reaching for something to say you know yeah. And, and I just didn't believe it. I really honestly did not buy into anything that anybody else said about it because I believed that what we had was perfect as it was. Yeah, yeah. just based on the response. And, and I will say, too, that the feedback on a song at a live setting is not always the best feedback. I mean, that is good feedback, but there are some songs that do well live that aren't good radio songs, right? Mm -hmm. I think 
most people know that. But this song was just getting such consistently good feedback. And I, I put it in front of a number of publishers myself. And like Jan, some of them, you know, wanted to suggest tweaks and rewrites. And, you know, I just smile and shake my head. And inside I'm saying, no, no way. <laughs> not on your life. No, we're, and, we're not. Re but you know that I, did, I did submit this one to a, there was a Texas songwriting contest called Texas Songwriter U. And I think this was in 2017 or something like that. And that's Jack Ingram. So Jack Ingram is kind of the guy behind that. Yeah. And I submitted two songs and this was one of them. Well, I think this one got me into the finals. Uh -huh. But Jack was there. Liz Rose was there. And they both said, dude, that is a hit song. Now, wow. Liz said, why hasn't Sony got this cut? Wow. That was her question. Okay. So now you know. So yeah. I knew. I knew yeah. for sure at that point. Yes. So... But, you know, here's here's the interesting thing. You you know, you've got a hit song and it's one thing to have a hit song. It's another thing to know what to do with it. So oh, yeah. let's talk about like what I would consider the matchmaking process. You know, uh, tell us, Randy, how you got connected with the Darren Morris band. That is a really interesting story, I, I think, uh, perhaps. I, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. And cause. You know, I'm putting it in front of Nashville publishers thinking, you know, you know, this is going to be a, you know, a Blake Shelton hit song, right? It's going to, it's going to get a major artist cut. Well, those are pretty hard to come by, obviously. Hmm. And I think we had not given up on it, but it had kind of sit idle for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, so the way it happened was one of the admins at an office that I used to be over, you know, we, I would occasionally go to lunch with them and just in the course of the conversation i would share songs with them and this i shared this song along with others so one one of the gals there called me i think two days after this or a few days after this and she said would you mind if i sent this to darren morris now i knew who darren was i didn't know him so darren started out playing just a cover band in East Texas, you know, eight or 10 years ago. And at that time I was, I was playing guitar. I was in a cover band with the females, you know, songwriter. We were actually writing stuff together. So we were playing a lot of the same places. So I didn't know him, but I knew who he was. But anyway, she sent this song to him and I said, sure. Well, Darren called me about two days later and said, dude, he said, can I cut this song? Wow. Now I will confess <laughs> I thought at that time, okay, you know, we're going to have to go to Sony and get them to agree to this. And they're going to realize they should have got Blake to cut it, but that didn't happen. Sony, Sony said, yeah, go for it. Right. So we were good. So I, I think I would say well, one other part of the story is Darren told me later that when he got the song, he played it. So my admin friends, daughter and Darren's daughter are best friends. So that's how they were kind of connected. And then when Darren played the song, his daughter heard it and said, dad, you have to cut that song. Wow. So that was the story is that it just a chance you're, you know, like we all do, you know, we try to get people to listen to our songs mm -hmm. and somebody who I never suspected would do anything but maybe listen to it and you know say hey that's a great song 
she ends up getting the song cut, essentially. Wow. wow. But hey. the other story, I think, is don't give up on good songs. If you know it's a good song, don't give up on it. And, and you know, uh, it just reminds me, too, that great songs, they, they may sit there a while, but two, three, four, five years down the road, yeah. it's still a great song. And uh, it's yeah. still a Jen and I did. We got a killer demo on this one. Mm -hmm. This is a good demo. And the demo, it didn't hurt it, believe right. me. Although I would tell you when Darren heard it and I sent him the demo, but it also had that work tape on it that Matt did right there at David Beard's. And Darren said, you know, honestly, I think I like Matt's version better than the demo. Yeah. Just because he singing. Tell us really quickly, you mentioned the Sony uh, aspect of this. What was that process there where you had to get, I guess, permission to uh, to um, to give it to Darren? Tell me tell me a little bit about that. Help us understand that. that. Yeah. So and Matt gave me a contact at Sony who I emailed. And so Sony's process with indie artists is they just want you to license the song through Harry Fox Agency. Okay. And then the artist goes to Harry Fox. Once you register the song there and you create a free account, right? It's, it's not a big deal. And then the artist can license the song through Harry Fox. So that does all of the legal work for you. Uh, so really all you have to do at that point is register the song with your PRO okay. and then make sure you get that, um, whatever that number is that, right. That, the recording studio or CD baby, I forget the, whatever that other number is, but they assign a number to it and that's how they track radio plays. Okay. And then you go to your account at the PRO and, and put that number in there to make sure that's there. Okay. All right. The ISRC code. Yeah. I, yeah. There's actually two, right? One is an ISRC and there's another one called an ISWC. They're related, but they're not quite the same. Um, so now that you've got the song in the artist's hands um, and you know that, uh, well, he, it's in his hands and he wants to cut it or he's, he's excited about cutting it. What is that feeling like? You know, um, uh, Jan, maybe you can respond here like uh, the waiting or the wondering if, okay, yes, this, this artist likes it. If uh, we'll be lucky if it gets cut. I mean, was there any, uh, was there any excitement there or, or was, cautious yeah. anticipation? I mean, really, Randy had more of the contact with Darren. So I was just watching it, you know, yeah. and and wondering if it was going to climb and watching it, you know, every couple of days we'd get an update. And Darren seemed to be very excited about it. And he, he was posting a lot on social media mm -hmm. every time it crept up in the charts. And he was seemed to just have such an excitement about it so i mean that i just had a good feeling and uh was there was there any any special moments along the way uh randy as you kind of watched the song get cut and then start climbing i mean uh any any I think top, yeah i think when it hit the top 10 so because yeah. darren had told me when he took the song he I don't know who all he sent it to. I know he has a radio promoter. I know he sent it to her. I think he's got a number of radio station uh, program directors that he knows pretty well. He sent it to some of them. 
And I think he may even have a few select fans that he gets feedback from, right, to decide what songs to release. Mm-hmm. And those people came back to him and said, not only should you cut it, that song will go to number one. Wow. So awesome. he was excited because he hasn't, he's had a top, I think he had a top five. Mm-hmm. One reached the number five. He's never had a number one. Wow. So he was excited about it. And, and now he's, he got us excited about it. Yeah. Right? And and now he's got a, a number one that's been there for three weeks uh, straight. And uh, has he expressed to you um, if the song has changed, you know, his uh, changed his, his popularity in any way or? You bet he has. I mean, he has thanked us over and over for that song. <laughs> wow. He really has. Uh, and there's even a little bit more to that story. But yes, it's it's opened up a lot of doors for him. Uh, you know, the Texas market is is it's not Nashville, but it's pretty competitive. Yeah. Right. And and he's told me, he said, look, you know, he said, I'm competing with the likes of Aaron Watson. You know, Aaron Watson's got a lot of money behind him. Mm. He said, so for us to get a number one over artists like that, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there a, what's next in the relationship? That would, I guess, be the question is, uh, you know, you've got an artist now that you've collaborated with, that you're in communication with. He's got a number one song. You've, you've turned his uh, career towards, you know, uh, some positive um, momentum. You, you know, are you going to collaborate together? Are you going to, is he, is he asking you to write or send him more songs or what's kind of the, the relationship now that you have with him? Yeah. So for me, it's both of those. I have written some with him. Uh, I think there's a good possibility that one of those will get cut in the future. Um, I've also uh, sent him some songs recently uh, even some that I weren't that I didn't write, you know, from other Songtown writers. Okay. And I think there'll be a nice announcement about one of those coming up. Awesome. Uh, I think one of those will be his next release. So awesome. yes, it it definitely opened up that relationship, and it's you know it's helpful that you know he lives an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turned out, it I, as I got to know him, I found out that we know some of the same people. We run in some of the same circles, so. Mm-hmm. You know, that all helps. And I was able to go uh, the first time he played it live. I was able to go listen to that. Uh, And I've heard him since then a couple of times. I mean, he's a heck of an entertainer. He really is. He's really good. Uh, And he's got that rich, you know, we sent that uh, when he cut it, we sent that to to Matt. I sent it to to Matt and Jan and Matt, Matt writes back he says man that dude's got a classic country voice he said it that song is perfect for him nice and you know uh jan uh, i'm i'm sure that being able to put number one a number one song on your resume helps you know just if nothing else just in your your confidence as a songwriter and when you can uh, approach a co-writing session and um know that you you can write a number one hit uh, would you agree that's, that's a very nice feather in your cap. You I've been doing it. I've been writing for a long time and this is the first one. So, uh, you know, it's a great feeling. And I'll say yeah. this because Jan told me this and she wouldn't brag on herself. She, so she went to one of the recent Songtown retreats and Matt was there. Matt asked to write with her. Nice. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That was that's really cool. 
that, that was very fun and and the song is dynamite so and he was really excited about it i can't wait to hear what happens with that wow so you have professional writers uh wanting to write with you it's great that's great it's a nice calling card it's a nice yeah. calling card it's uh um, you know it's actually opened the door for me for other texas artists um i've got one who's dad is now emailing me and wanted me to come here one of her shows and meet her she was a voice contestant that made it up pretty far she's had songs in the top 10 in the texas charts so awesome. i don't know where it'll go but i don't think that would have happened without that song right right it's a calling card that opens doors that's awesome hey and well, darren is um up for a big award isn't he oh, or wow. he's hopefully going to be Oh. Yes, so Texas, the Texas Country Music Association has an annual awards show in uh, November in Fort Worth. And so Darren, the nominations were open for like Entertainer of the Year, Song of the Year, which, you know, I gave a little plug and asked friends on Facebook to go nominate I Will and nominate Darren for Entertainer of the Year and stuff like that. So we'll see. I mean, there's a possibility. I'll tell you something else I forgot. When it first hit the charts, I think Darren said it first placed on the Texas chart higher than any song he'd had. Wow. And it won Song of the Week. The first week it got on the chart, they named it Song of the Week. Wow. So we knew that, it, you know, I'd heard all this stuff about he was, you know, people telling him it was going to go to number one. And I didn't, I was kind of skeptical about it. When it got Song of the Week, I was okay. But then it kind of got up into about like number 30, I think, and it kind of stalled there a little bit, but then it like shot. And it, I mean, once it got to the top 10, it's like, I think we knew this thing is going to number one. Wow. So it's possible that in the future, yeah, you guys might have a song of the year. Uh, with awesome. That's pretty good. Well, hopefully that'll happen. Um, you know, as we come to kind of the close here uh, in the last question, uh, that I want to ask of you guys, um, as you consider this, the journey of this song, you know, from writing it to it reaching number one, are there any words of wisdom or nuggets of learning that you can share with our listeners to encourage them, you know, in the craft or, or just uh, in the writing of great songs? Randy, how about you start first? You know, I heard Marty say something once, um, Scott that stuck with me, I think he, I don't remember what the context was or even what the form was, but he said, you know, he said, when I first started writing, I was kind of overwhelmed with the talent of these other writers I was getting in the room with. He said, but I knew I could bring good ideas. I knew I could bring good ideas. And that's kind of how I felt going to that first retreat. I was kind of, you know, amazed at the talent of these writers, but I know I can find good ideas, which I did and I have. And now I'm finding that, you know, a lot of the Songtown writers I'm writing with every week, every day now, they're pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. They're up there with those pro writers. So it's, that's a nice journey to know that, that uh, it's the confidence, I think, right? The, the having that kind of song gives you confidence, but it's, you know, kind of looking back and saying, look, you know, I may not be the best at all these things, but I can find good ideas. Mm -hmm. If you can find good ideas and take them to a retreat like that, 
you still come out with pretty good songs. And Jan, what about you? Any uh, words of wisdom, nuggets of learning that you can pass along to our listeners? I, I would echo that about finding the right ideas. Good ideas are everything. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, just keep writing. And when you get frustrated, just write and just keep writing and there and then write some more. Yeah. You know, it's it's really repetition and just having fun and enjoying it and not worrying about rejection or, right. uh, you know, the next one will be better, you know, and mm -hmm. just keep going. Just keep showing up. You can tell that Jan and I are friends now, but Jan and I didn't even know each other prior to that retreat. Right. That, yeah. right, right. That, when we sat down to write that song, it was the first time we'd ever met. Wow. Wow. And we've written well, together a lot since then. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's great. Man. Well, guys, thank you, Randy, Jan. Uh, thank you on behalf of Songtown uh, and its members for joining me today. Uh, and we celebrate your success. And um, thank you for helping us to learn a little bit about what it takes to uh, not only write a great song, but what to do with it when you have it, you know. And uh, thank you again for your time, for graciously uh, being with us and for your generosity uh, today. And much success to you guys in the future. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Thank, thank you very you. much. Keep writing. All right. You got to hear the story of the song. You've heard the work tape. Here's the, the demo that was pitched to the Darren Morris Band. And you can kind of see how the song evolves here. And we'll follow that up with the actual cut. Baby, why are you all alone? Sipping on a lonely drink Staring at your telephone Waiting on his call Looks like you could use a laugh to fire up that pretty smile I could go and tip the band to play your song I don't pretend to know him in the end All I'm saying Is if he don't wanna bring you flowers And if he won't lay around for hours On a Sunday when you wanna just chill Baby, I will To a corner booth Get out of this rowdy crowd I wanna hear your pretty voice Tell me all about your hometown And your mama Your friends and all the drama You got my attention To hell with them Cause if he don't Wanna bring you flowers And if he won't Lay around for hours On a Sunday when you wanna just chill Yeah, baby, I will 
like he used to. Ooh, ooh, no, he don't make you go. Ooh, 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 like he used to. stuff that was matt rogers one of the co-writers on the song singing that demo and here's the final version that went number one on the texas country charts with the darren morris band baby why you all alone sipping on that lonely drink staring at your telephone waiting on his call Looks like you could use a laugh to fire up that pretty smile I can go and tip the band to play your song I don't pretend to know him in the end All I'm saying is if he Your hometown and your mama Your friends and all their drama You've got my attention You don't need him Cause if he don't Wanna bring you flowers And if he
Hope you enjoyed this episode. It's always cool to hear uh, the, the journey that a song takes and to um, hear the writers talk about what happened in the room and what happened after that and all that. So hope you enjoyed hearing their story. Congrats again to Matt Rogers and Jan Edwards and Randy Morrison for that number one song. And hope you'll follow us um, on wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. If you like the show, give us a good rating. All that stuff really helps us. And tell your friends. And uh, most of all, enjoy your writing and write something you love.